0: Hi, and welcome to Connections, the Altice USA podcast. As a company, Altice helps people simply connect with the things that matter most to them. On this podcast, we'll look to connect our listeners to people and ideas at the leading edge of the media and technology world. It's as simple as that. I'm Doug Sertan, Senior Director of Corporate Communications here at Altice USA, and I'll be your host. For more information about this podcast or to share your comments, check us out online at alticeusa.com or on Twitter and Instagram. Today on the podcast, we're sitting down with Lee Schroeder, Altice USA's chief diversity officer and executive vice president for government and community affairs. Lee is one of our chief ambassadors helping to put our company's best foot forward when dealing with a multitude of external groups and government offices. And with that as her expertise, combined with a passion for championing access and opportunity for all, she's at the helm of the company's d efforts and oversees nearly 100 individuals across the company who have volunteered to help ensure this work has a positive impact on our employees, our business, and our communities. She's plugged in, so let's get to it. So Lee, I I think you officially now have the longest title character-wise of any of our executives, which which is impressive. So uh, uh, good for you and good for your business cards. Um, help, help our listeners understand a little bit more about your role leading diversity and inclusion. I mean, what, what does the job description for a chief diversity officer look
1: like? Well, I think that question, you probably get a different answer with every company. So, but here at Altice, I think what it really means is being sort of the, the cheerleader for ensuring that the company overall is supporting diversity and inclusion at all levels. And um, I view my role as supporting employee-generated ideas of how the company can be more diverse, more inclusive, and how the company overall can evolve our policies, our approaches to ensure we're supporting a culture of diverse and inclusive approaches and thinking in workforce. And I think all of that will yield benefits for our customers, our communities, our employees, overall through our culture.
0: Awesome, is is this something you ever imagined would be part of your full-time job? I mean, tell me a little bit more about you personally, why and how you've leaned into having this now be part of your job.
1: I think my experience in some ways is a great example of the evolution of this issue because I've been working in the cable industry for more than 20 years and I would say, there were more times than I like to remember or count that I was the only woman in the room. And I think, as I think back about that, I was aware of it, but it wasn't as much named as an issue or, or something you could take advantage of or try to push, not take advantage of, something that you could help solve or change or promote. There wasn't explicit programs focused on that. And I think where we are today is that there is happily a real awareness, a consciousness, and a purposefulness about improving the diversity of our company, of our industry, and overall in every kind of aspect. And so I feel really excited to have the opportunity to be someone who is leading the efforts here at Altice to create a culture that is embraces, supports, encourages diversity and inclusiveness, and so while i think i've done things all through my career that have touched on ways to do that at a very kind of one-to-one level whether it's mentoring other women or trying to make sure that as you're thinking through issues you have a diversity of perspective um, this is a role that's more formalized where i feel like there's more opportunity to really push that agenda or in a more purposeful way
0: and tell us a little bit then about what what we're doing here at AUSA and, and some of the things that you're leading, kind of kind of give us the overview of what our diversity and inclusion program looks like today and, and maybe perhaps where it's
1: going. That is a really great question, open-ended, and I'll take the full swing at that. Um, the first and foremost issue is I think that the way that the company defines diversity and inclusion is from the perspective of ensuring that we have it represented primarily and firstly in our workforce a diversity and inclusive workforce and i think by having a workforce that has diverse and inclusive perspectives we're going to yield the benefits of those perspectives in creating products and services that really reflect what our customers want and i feel that our first sort of focus point is making sure that we are attracting and retaining the talent that reflects that diversity and inclusiveness. That diversity and inclusiveness is critical to us being in the position of being the disruptors in the industry that really we want to be. And that's Altice's whole history, right, is being a disruptor in the marketplace. And I think the way that we are gonna achieve that is by creating and maintaining and growing a workforce that reflects that diversity of perspective. So there's certain corporate policy things we can do to do that, um, You know, focused on our recruiting practices to make sure we're really looking for and sourcing um, diverse talent. Um, but there's also things we can do inside the company to make sure that once the talent is here, we are encouraging the continued evolution of that talent. And I think um, on that front, the affinity groups are gonna play a critical role. And we have started with seven affinity groups. Um, I have been unbelievably impressed with the level of commitment and enthusiasm that the leaders of those affinity groups have brought to their work. And I just wanna take a minute to talk exactly about what the purpose of the affinity groups are. The affinity groups are really meant to be the employee's voice in the organization. We've established affinity groups that are focused on seven initial areas, and um, they include women, the Hispanic population, the black um, employees, um, the LBGTQ community, veterans, um, generations, which is meant to capture everybody from millennials to sort of second career type workforce, and um, the accessibility community. And you don't have to be a specific member of one of those communities to join the affinity group. The purpose is to allow all of those groups to have perspectives from anybody who's interested in those issues to start to make sure that we have initiatives within the company, whether it's relating to career development or it's our focus on what we're doing in the community or whether it's the way our walk-in centers look. We had a great example of some um, folks with the Latino affinity group in New Jersey who were looking at the walk-in centers there and saying, look, this walk-in center serves primarily a Hispanic population. There are things that we could do here that is gonna make it feel like it's more welcoming to that community if we just do a few simple things. That's exactly the type of engagement we wanna have from employees. So there's a whole um, body of work around d that's gonna be driven by the affinity groups and I'm really super excited to see what they do with it and we'll support that. There's supplier diversity, which is really an important issue, and the company is really, I think, taking a strong look at. And then the last one has to do with um, customers and communities. And this circles back a little bit to what I just talked about in the walk in centers, but really, how can this DI initiative impact the way in which we develop our products and services, the way in which we participate or support our communities? So, those are the three areas of um, d focus that we have. And um, I think for us, we'll start, you know, we're taking starts in each of those areas with a primary focus on the employee group in the first instance.
0: That's great, very comprehensive. What, what's been some of the one or two surprises to you, hopefully positive surprises, <laughs> since since you've been doing this type of work?
1: Um, I, I think for sure the thing that is most exciting to me is the level of interest from the employees. Um, and I think that that has borne, borne out in two ways out of the box. One is we did an employee survey, and we had a lot of engagement from employees who were, one, just excited about the fact that the company was creating a purposeful program to focus on DI. and secondly, people expressing interest in actually being leaders of specific affinity groups. And so that was an early indicator of the level of interest, and in that this is something that our employees really want and think that can make Altice an even better place to be. Um, and that has been sustained and really, I think, reflected in the commitment of the leaders of the affinity groups who are just putting in a tremendous amount of time and energy. I mean, we, I think, Altice views um, D&I as part of every employee's responsibility, and I think that the way in which all the people who I've engaged with so far on this effort have really taken that to heart and are driving forward and integrating it into what they're doing every day reflects that commitment.
0: Yeah, you know, you mentioned the survey. Something that stood out to me in the survey was that um, initially, we actually got some pretty decent grades, if not good grades, from our employee base on the company's efforts in this area to date. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about, you know, your history uh, in the company when, uh, perhaps, for you specifically, you know, the aesthetics that that actually didn't match up. Um, were you surprised to to see that you know most employees kind of look at what we're doing and how we've done it, maybe most recently, and that. We're kind of on the right track. Uh, obviously, still a lot of work to be done. I think a lot of companies have a lot of work to be done, but mm-hmm. that stood out to me as, as one interesting note.
1: I, I think that's right. I think I was surprised. I, I I wasn't really sure how people saw that issue in the company, and I was surprised at the number of positive comments. Um, I also think it's very much an indicator of how the approach of this management team at LT's is, is there's transparency, and I think there is a desire to be supportive of thinking differently and trying new things, and I feel like the employees are sensing that, and I sense, I feel like they sense there's a genuine commitment to this type of issue, and I think it's encouraging them to step out to say, hey, we wanna be part of this, and even to say, hey, this is an area where I think you could make a change. You know, So it starts with first creating the positive benchmark of saying this is an important issue to us and inviting people's comments and then being genuine about hearing what they have to say and figuring out how you can incorporate what they're saying into something constructive on a forward-going basis. And um, I've also been really surprised at the number of people from across the landscape who've raised their hand to say, hey, I've had this experience, I didn't know if this is something that's happening in other places, but I think some other people may benefit from me sharing this experience. And um, I can speak for myself, you know, as a lesbian, I'm not, it's not always transparent to people that I am part of the LGBTQ environment and family, and I think that to the extent that my involvement in this initiative and the company as a whole saying, we think that these issues are important, I feel it's going to free people up to be more who they are, and if they feel free to be who they are in the workplace, they're going to be better contributors to the company.
0: Yeah, the other thing that has been um, really uh, pleasantly surprising to me, and I say this not in the capacity that I support this initiative for my day job, uh, but just as, a, as an average employee, getting to know the leadership teams of these affinity groups and to see that um, not everybody, you don't have to be a veteran yeah. to lean into the veteran's cause or to the, to the women's cause here. And I think that's really exciting because, you know, to your point, everybody, the D&I efforts and making that a priority and a strength for our company is really everybody's responsibility. And so it doesn't mean that, you know, just, you just have to be a woman or someone who has a disability to be part of this program. And that, um, you know, for whatever reason, whether you have a family member or a child or just a passion for a particular cause or area, you know, there's an opportunity for you to to get involved and and really have an impact. I mean, I think that's pretty special.
1: It's incredibly special. And I think one of the most um, sort of inspiring moments that, that I've had um, in this um, whole pro- kind of initiative of being involved was in June we got together with the leaders of the affinity Group and we spent I think it was probably four or five hours together as a group and um, these were people that I didn't necessarily know before this initiative, in fact I some of them I hadn't met ever and we're sitting around the room and everybody sort of talked a little bit about why they wanted to be involved in the initiative. And it was amazing how many cross connections we had among the affinity group leaders. Um, For instance, um, Eric Harris heads our veterans affinity group, and he spoke about his passion, why he was doing it. And you had other people in the room who spoke up to say, actually, if I wasn't leading this group, I would really wanna be part of your group because my brother is a military person, or my father served, or you know, I have this incredible community who's really focused on this. And so the ability of people to even connect within that small group and see the energy and the power of just what you just said, Doug, which is that you don't have to be a woman to be part of the women's affinity group to make an impact. And we want that kind of cross-pollination within these groups and among employees because it's all going to yield a better result for the employee experience as well as for the company.
0: So, you know, the reality, and correct me if I'm wrong, across the board in corporate America today, I mean, a lot of companies still struggle, however, with the idea of diversity and inclusion. I mean, why, why is that? What are some of the root causes, do you think, of people, whether they're in your position or not, that, you know, there's still slow momentum to kind of figure out
1: getting this right? You know, I think it's a very tough question, but I, I guess my personal response to that is that um, this takes time. You have to carve out time and be mindful and purposeful about creating an environment that supports diversity and inclusion. And not because it's not the right thing to do, it is the right thing to do, but because in corporate America, or even in government or whatever nonprofit, you have a press of a million other things that you're supposed to be doing to get the achievement for the business that you're trying to do. And this is one of those things that it's easy, meaning creating, focusing on management, focusing on culture development, is one of those things that it's less easy to measure and so it's easier to slip to the bottom of the pile I think and I think also you know the truth is that if you look across the ranks oftentimes this most senior levels of people are the least diverse and so if those are the people who are in the leadership ranks sometimes it's harder to get those people specifically to look beyond because they may not know somebody who, fit, who comes from a more diverse background to pull up and to pull behind them. And so much of this is about how do you grow the employee base, the career development path, how do you grow people in their careers? And that, you know, there's time that has to be dedicated to that. And so I think oftentimes, you know, you know somebody who you worked with before and that person may not come from a different background. And so it takes effort to say, wait a minute, have I really thought about everyone who may be qualified for this position? And also, am I really thinking about all of the criteria for what I want in this position? And maybe it's not just the linear things, maybe that diversity of perspective should be higher because at the end of the day, the benefits it's going to yield are going to be better. But I I think it's an ongoing challenge. I think we, like every other company, are thinking through what can we do? To improve our own statistics relative to that type of level of diversity, and
0: not unlike most most things in in large companies and, and probably small companies, I mean things flow from the top, right? Can you can you elaborate a little bit on what you just said with respect to the importance of you know not only having this be a key initiative for senior leadership, regardless of their makeup? Um, I think I think while we've got work to do as probably every company has work to do, you know, our leadership team is fairly diverse. How important is that when you're talking about, you know, middle to junior ranks inside the company or even the talent pool outside the company that you're trying to attract to see a leadership team that, um, that walks the walk and talks the talk? I mean, how, how vital is that to the work that you're
1: doing? I don't, I don't think there's anything that could be more important actually. I think that, um, I think the fact that our leadership team is diverse, and as you suggest, it's not to say that we don't have room to to move on that, we do. We definitely have plenty of room. The fact that the company has diversity among its leadership ranks, and the fact that the very senior leaders of this organization have said very explicitly that this is a company priority, and that they consistently have backed that up with their personal involvement in what we are doing, I think speaks volumes. So when you, you know, it's one thing to sort of create, for instance, an executive council on diversity and inclusion and name some people as ex officios and have them never come because they're the most senior people. That's not what's happening at LTS. We are, we have the consistent involvement of Dexter, of Charlie, of Hakeem in this initiative and they are personally committed to it and they're making sure that as we think through it, these issues as an organization, that they are engaged and involved. And in fact, it's now, it's integrated into even the company cultural mindsets that everyone has to be sort of thought through and evaluated on that annually.
0: I know we're in the process of putting together a bit more of a framework for how we're going to measure the success of this program, mm-hmm. but maybe on a, on a bit of a more personal level, what are you hoping that our business gets out of and our culture gets out of you know, the effort we're putting into diversity and inclusion?
1: um i there's a few things the first thing is employee engagement an employee a feeling from among the employees that this truly is an important initiative for the company and that what they're doing in involving this initiative is meaningful and impactful and transcending their specific organization and i'll get that's already happening which is part of why i have such um, high hopes for this. Um, just an example where you're, we're seeing the cross-pollination on this type of issue is you know the company typically has supported um, an essay contest for students awarding scholarships related to Hispanic Heritage Month and the affinity group that's focused on Latino issues has totally jumped in. We're going to take a PSA with employees talking about this program that will air to our customers in the communities we serve. And we're hoping that that sort of doubly reinforces to the communities we serve, to our customers, that this is an initiative that's important to our employees and in fact that we value and put a premium on having diversity among our employees by showcasing them in the PSA. And so I think first and foremost, it's the employee engagement piece. I think if you have the right level of employee engagement and enthusiasm, that then is gonna translate into better outcomes for the company overall. Um, I think, you know, that going back to the question you mentioned before, I think one of the metrics that we are gonna be looking at is how much increase in diversity among the more senior levels of the organization can we drive through this? And can, can we do it through being, for instance, Mindful and purposeful in our recruiting practices for all levels of the organization because frankly we have an incredibly diverse workforce population at at a certain level in the organization But when you get to the higher levels of the organization, we are not as diverse and we want to change that And so how much increase can we drive through having a mindful program like this?
0: Where do you think diversity and inclusion efforts like the one that you're leading like the one that many companies today are 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 pushing forward where does this all go right what does the future of these efforts look like maybe short term and long term i mean is the goal in in your mind that it's this type you're almost trying to work yourself out of this job in that 15 or 20 years from now there shouldn't be chief diversity officers our culture should just be diverse and that should be ingrained in in every every piece and every fabric of of the organization and and you know we'll, we'll be on to having a podcast about <laughs> wine or sports or something else
1: i vote for wine um yeah i mean look i think that that is of course aspirational right that we get to the point of not needing these and i can tell you of my own life experience for instance you know the concept of um this may be too personal but the concept you know, 15 years ago of being a lesbian with children um, was pretty, you know, unusual. And now I go to my son's public school and it's not even a question that this is kind of the norm standard. So do I hope that we evolve to that across the board with respect to issues of D&I? I completely hope so. But I think the truth is that we will need to consistently be mindful of this and to consistently push on the issue of embracing and encouraging diversity and inclusiveness in our approach to everything. Because um, if it was that easy, we would have conquered it a while ago. And I think we're a long ways from that. And I think we're all here to do the good work um, now and into the long haul. Do I think there will certain be certain issues that will improve significantly? Absolutely. But I think the realistic view is that this will always need to be part of our work. And I think that's you know, as long as we're embracing of that, I think that we're there we have the capacity to continue to make that work happen.
0: Awesome. Well there seems to be a, a tremendous energy around this this work and as you have alluded to um, a lot of people are excited about what we're doing so uh so there are great things ahead thanks so much for spending some time with us today
1: thank you